And we're back. Take it away. And we're back. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Blokes Talking Footy with Halen. And Mitch. And Mitch. Yeah, you're supposed to say that next time you remember that. I did say uh, again, weird. <laughs> again, again, we're in a weird setup. Um, Making do. Doing what yeah, we can. Coming weeks. Coming weeks, you might see a together podcast, hopefully. Ooh. But yeah, we'll get nice. around that one. Um, obviously, this week, one. obviously, this week we got the big freeze game. Huge. So excited about that. Neil Danaher, I don't have my Benny on me, but get around it, make your donations. Uh, what else got to say? That Did you see the video of Neil Danaher that he released? I have not. I had like typing across and because he's lost his, can't speak now. It's just yeah. basically people say the words for him. Yep. Moving, very moving stuff. So, yeah, get around it, guys. And let's talk footy. That's Start it. off. You can go. All right. What caught our eye from the week? Our two things. My team didn't play. That means I get two cracks at two other teams. I'm happy with it. First of all, Freo's speed. They are fast. I've been off them. I'm not getting on them. But, gee, they're playing some good footy. I put my hand up and say where I was wrong. I was wrong on the weekend. I thought Brisbane would do them in. Didn't happen. I'll do my punishment next time we're together. So is that second tier of source? That will be the second tier. Tick over a million Scoville. Happy to pay up. They are playing very, very good footy. I still stand by my call that they won't win a final. I don't think they're quite that level, but I think it's bringing Brisbane back down to the pack a bit. But their speed is unrivaled. They are effectively on the weekend, they played one tall and five smalls, and their five smalls are just fast. Very disappointing in that, actually, to see that um, Frederick's out this week, broke team protocol, and we'll miss a week. That's frustrating when they were starting to get on a roll. Second thing I've got... Yeah. Jack Ginnivan. Gee, he's good. And gee, he should be getting paid the free kicks that he's not. And before you go, because you will have, have an opinion on this, and I know you will, it's an ability, not like Cody Waitman, how he's saying he has an ability to draw a free kick, because since Cody said that, he's not getting free kicks. It's not that. It's the fact that people have become conscious of him, either love him or hate him, and the umpires have put the whistle away. On the weekend, there was numerous times where he was taken high and should have had free kicks. The AFLers came out and admitted so. Now, my point is, how can you come out and say that he shouldn't be getting free kicks, which you're going to argue, I know you will, when Joel Selwood... I'm going to say... I'm going to say something. I didn't actually watch the game, and I haven't seen footage of it. I've just got back today and haven't seen much footage. Okay. In that case, it's quite easy. Yeah, from what I've seen in previous games there he he does yep okay so i'll enlighten you on the weekend was the worst of it on the weekend he was leading with the shoulder and the head as joel salwood has done for 15 years and falling to the ground like he does he just falls to the ground buckles of the knees drive the buckle the knees drop the shoulder couple one around the head head around the neck get the free kick not being rude, not having a crack, but as Joel Salwood mastered. The shrug of the shoulder, bring the tackle, slide it up. There was one in the forward 50 where his head got ripped off. Both people tackling him stopped and looked at the umpire waiting for the free kick. He stopped, nothing was called, and then he just hits the ball out of bounds and it's called a boundary throw in. It was high every day of the week, and if it's not high, it was deliberate. Now, I don't know if it's the umpires have been told, if they're now perceiving small forwards differently, but Cody Waitman's the same. He's a lot more exaggerated. And Ginnivan is, what Ginnivan does is he draws the contact how he wants to. If, you, if you're scared about hitting him here and him ducking and hitting him here, go for his waist. For me, they've got a free kick, so you've got to pay him. You can't be discriminating based on who the player is. They're my yep. two things. Okay, Thoughts? I'll take it away. Um, so my thing for Geelong is Darty time. He's a superstar of the game and there's no argument about it. He, he's come out on Friday night footy in front of the superstar of another code and he's basically done what the other bloke does in their code. Clutch goals, three in the first, three in the last. Don't know where he went for the middle two. I, again, didn't see much. I only saw the last quarter of that game, but he was electric. Yeah, he was. But I wouldn't compare him to Dane because... That's not what you want to be in, 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 in the sense of in that code. And that's the same as what Jezza is. Great regular season performer. 
Don't want to go missing. Dame's postseason achievements haven't changed since season one. Yeah. Well, so that we'll see what happens this September because, well, they're going to be back. They will be top four. Yeah, lock them in right now, top four. Um, my other one isn't actually AFL. Oh, well, huge! It's it's from the waffle. Oh, that, oh, I, go it, go it I, hard. I, I love to see it. He comes back. He's standing out there at three quarter time, signing autographs and stuff. You can see how much the crowd loves him over there. It was reminiscent to Buddy's thousand, and it was just him playing footy. That is just. That is just over his head is superstar just written in bold. That is club superstar. Can't argue it more. And to show the differences, and there's levels to it. There's good, there's great, there's excellent, there's elite. Superstar is a different breed. You look at on the weekend, he is swamped. And then you look at Elliot Yo playing in the waffle over there and gets suspended for a week doing cheap shit. Yeah. Um, and also on that, it's another thing I was going to quickly mention. Why... Are uh, Yo and Dom Sheed playing Waffle? Um, Dom Sheed, I believe he's coming back through it. Elliot Yo is working, trying to work back into some sort of AFL conditioning and shape because he keeps breaking down because he is, as Kane Corn said, and no one liked or agreed with it, his body is not right for the AFL at the moment. He is 10 kilos overweight. Yep. Okay. Has not put the effort in and has seen it as almost a I'm getting a game. Every, it feels low. I could be wrong. feels though he's taken it as I'm getting a game every week because we're no good this year. So I don't need to put the work in. Yeah. Okay. We'll move on from that. So we've both made, well, Mitch doesn't know about my side, but we've, when Mitch's tears and Halen's rolling all Australian aren't coming until after buys. And I was tempted to do something, but if there was, it would just be, Jez has got to come with that team. I was trying to be unbiased and not put him in there, but he he's in there. Should have been in there weeks um, ago. What are you doing? Okay. Let's but move to that, the tears will be back bigger and better. Same with the All-Australian. And it gives us the only fair way to actually evaluate it and combine it fairly. Yeah. Because you look at it on the weekend, six teams have missed out. Now we're not thinking about those teams. They fall down the tears. They fall down out of the All-Australians because the team had the buy, and that's not fair. Integrity above yep. all. Um, yeah. So before we move on to top five, I will get a couple of opinions from some, some stuff that's happened over the weekend. Go for it. Um, Bally Smith, headbutt. Big topic. What are your thoughts? Should have been four. I'm, I'm hard on now, this. I, was happy. I came out after the game and I said to you, Bally, yep. have fun. Miss a couple of games. We'll see you in... Took about three weeks after his buy included. Yeah. Uh, and I fully believe the buy was factored into it. Otherwise, it would have been three. I reckon the AFL's looked at it and gone, he's going to have a buy in there. Three is fair. So we'll give him two weeks. He misses three weeks. Two weeks is a fair penalty. I don't have an issue with it. My issue comes from we're seeing one week suspensions where people collide on accident or a tackle goes wrong where someone's just tackling from behind at pace and that person ends up concussing or missing weeks. This is a direct action that we do not want our kids doing. We do not want as a part of our game. It needs to be stamped out. Two is not enough. And if they're calling Buddy Franklin's act a cowardly act, that and tops it. That is. I completely agree. And on Buddy's thing, the AFL came out and apologised for calling it a cowardly act. We go on every year. Each year, it gets more and more strong. The whole argument of a coward's punch needs to stop. Yeah. A cheap shot like, like that. that yeah. The yeah. cheap shot like that, that is a coward shot. Yeah. Whether it's an open hand, whether it's a slap or push, Trent Cochin is not expecting contact in that situation. It shouldn't happen. They should not have backtracked on that statement. Yeah. Okay. We'll move on to my favorite top five. Top five. Do you want to take it away? You want to start? You want to wait? I'll go. You go. Okay. So, about. Five minutes before the podcast started, I've trying to rack me brains for top fives. I'm just like, okay, we won't do. We'll do personally, personally related one this week. Top five favorite games. Well, top five best games I've ever seen live. Ooh, 
you've done well this week. Not a lot of prep time. Hasn't been in the studio cooking away. He's been on holidays. He's came back and he's firing. So I've, just, I've just got back as of a few hours ago. Straight back and into it. And he's ready to roll. Jet lag and everything. It's a long flight from overseas from Tasmania. <laughs> Hit him. Okay. Top five games you've seen live. What do we got? Okay. Number five. The Cats actually lost this one. It was yeah. St. Kilda v. Geelong, round 14, 2009. Patton You remember the game? They're both, I think it was 12-13 on the trot. I can't remember yep. if it was by that one. Both teams were unbeaten going into round 14, clash of the year. It came down to a goal in the last minute. It was goal for goal. Great game of football. I was young. The reason it's so, it's not as high as it probably should be was because Geelong lost. <laughs> Crack it. My, bi- my biased opinion each time and here you are. And then basically the next four are just shots after siren, close to the siren, kick, big kicks in games. Number no, four, then. another Geelong, another Geelong loss was Harry Taylor's missed after siren against the doggies. Yep. Yep. Happy with that. Happy. Harry Taylor goes back, misses left after siren. Hey, I'm sad. Okay. Number three was Isaac Smith's miss on Easter Monday football, not in the final. The one he played on from about 45 with five seconds to go in Hodgie's 300th. Missed it to the far left, Geelong win. Move on. And that was the sec- the first game after he had his infamous miss. Okay. Yeah. Number two, number one, number two, two of the greatest games in the last five, ten years. Um, Zach Tui go after Siren. Geelong down 34 points against Melbourne last quarter. There's 24 seconds to go. It's in our back pocket. Move the end to end. Zach Tui, Mark, a couple of seconds left. Siren goes, goes back, slots it. Geelong atmosphere. Geelong wins in Geelong. Beautiful. As good as it comes. Former and player, my too. number one... What did you say? Former Carlton player. That's why it makes it so good. Yeah. Um, number one was a qualifying final in 2016, I believe. Geelong v Hawthorne. Biggest rivalry of... You can nearly say biggest rivalry of the, of the last 10 years just because Collingwood and Carlton haven't been up like Geelong and Hawthorne have been. And that's why I would give that a little... That could be a segment for next week. Top five rivalries. I'll do that. Like it. Um, Basically comes down. Isaac Smith takes the mark. Not long left. Turns around. Does a cheeky smirk to his mate. Goes back. Hooks it. Qualifying final. Geelong win. Everyone gets up. It was great. Being at the game. 80, 90, I think it was 90,000 in the house that night at the G. Brilliant. Brilliant game of football. Nearly to the point of tears. It was just brilliant. Okay. No, love it. Take us away. All right. I've gone much more into the game. I've got top five games over the next five rounds. These are the games that will shape the season one way or another. At number five, round 16, we have Carlton and St. Kilda. Buys affected ladder, currently fifth versus seventh. That will determine if one of those two teams can push for the four or if one of those teams could slide. Massive game. Number four, round 15, the week prior, Sydney host St. Kilda. St. Kilda got a couple of big ones on this list. They're on here a couple of times because they are playing the top eight teams and that's what is going to determine where teams finish. So another one where you've got two teams yeah. fighting for that fifth to eighth spot, winner of that game goes a long way towards finishing well come September time. Number three, round 13. Last time I'm going to mention St. Kilda. So this week, Brisbane and St. Kilda. Brisbane are shaky. Yeah. St. Kilda, fresh. Will they roll? That game could be huge either way. St. Kilda could push their case again for the top four, but Brisbane could also start to slip and rejoin the pack big time. Yep. Number two, round 15. I'm excited. These are exciting games. 1v2 on the ladder at the moment. Melbourne versus Brisbane. I'm excited. I'm going to be at that game, by the way. Cannot wait for it. You're going down to watch Melbourne and Brisbane? Yep. Early prediction? Uh, I'm going to give it to Melbourne just because it's home. They're going to have to bounce back. 
Max should go into Melbourne, Brisbane, um, Geelong, Richmond, Doggies, Hawthorne, and Collingwood GWS that weekend. Big weekend for footy. Can't wait. That's a big weekend. Move on. Move on. Love it. Can't wait. Now, the biggest game of the next five weeks. Round 17. Cats and Demons. Massive game. Yeah. At Demons. HBA too. Demons. Stumbling. Brisbane. Stumbling. A lot of fumbling around going on up there. Can the Cats seize it? Is this their year? Do they break through? Who knows? Yeah, that no, that game will tell a lot. That game will tell a lot of players coming back over the next month as well. They've got exactly I think, four, four or five stars coming back. So exactly, both teams good. should be close to full strength. Geelong has the home ground advantage. Notoriously hard to beat down there. If Melbourne win, they roll. Everyone gets back on the train. The train's been shaky. Everyone gets back on. The Cats win. That demon's train's getting real, real shaky. And all of a sudden, and that Geelong train is getting very. Geelong is on the um, tracks. That's exactly and it. They're rolling. They are rolling. You said last week, are they going to start rolling? They have, I believe they've started to roll. And if, over the next five weeks, we're going to know a lot more about them and we're going to know a lot more about Melbourne. I'm excited. That's the top five. Perfect. I don't mind that. Um, what was a good top five? Move on from that. Uh, what was I going to... We'll go into Halen's club superstar because I wasn't happy enough with Mitch's, so I've decided to make one on my own. What a shock. I didn't include Geelong players, so we've got to redo it. I've added, I've actually done a club star as well under it that players that could easily or have been recently in club superstar. I've got my list. I've got my highlighter. Yep. I've got my emergency. I'm, actually, I'm going to go through and I'm going to basically, for the club stars, I've got an explanation for each of them. Okay. So club, club stars, superstar. What do you want me to start with? You tell I'm, me. I just want to know where I'm marking. I'll go superstar. All right. Lockie Neal. Check. Undebatable. Patrick Cripps. Check. Nat Fife. Check. Uh, we'll leave them ones to last because they we got gone all over track. Gone all over track. Couldn't agree more. Much as it pains me, Dusty, just because he Check. is a superstar. I don't think he's a top 10 talent, but he's a superstar. That's fine. Well, he's a top 10 talent. He just isn't playing like a top 10 player. Um, one that I could see an argument that he isn't a superstar of the league is Tom Hawkins. Is he, is he in your superstar list? He is in my superstar list. Look at that. But Check. Had him in my list. I'm, uh, yep. And then the two, yep. And then the two that are different. Jeremy Cameron, I've said it before. He's a superstar. Pencil him in. He's been dominating for years. Has he? Yeah, he has. And number one, Marcus Bontempelli. I don't think many people out there would not have him on their superstars list, except for someone like you, who is. who just, actually accurately sees it. Come the end of the season, we'll come back to this and you'll be like, gee, position. Is this club superstar at the end of the season? This is club superstar it, today. He would not be yeah, in it. If it's, if it's at the end of the season, I'm happy to make a couple of changes. But if it's now, he is in it. No, this is accurate as of today. And as of today, at the end of the season, when we have this again, I'm happy. So effectively, to recap for the people listening at home, out of my club superstar, he has taken out Took Miller and Charlie Kernow and brought in Jeremy Cameron and Marcus Bontempelli. Yep. And this is where club star, I've actually got them as the first two names under club star. Before you continue, so I'd like to make the point then that you have now got your 10 players listed for club superstar and the only two forwards that you have listed in it are both Geelong players. Because they're superstars. Okay. As, Pretty day, good answer. Superstar has got the aroma around it. They've just, they've got to be walking around. They've got to scream superstar. So I want you to watch Friday night then and just tell me if you get that vibe from a, a man up forward in the blue. Yeah. Okay. I'll move Continue. on to that. Because club star. Okay. Club club star. Let's go. First one. Charlie Cameron. Charlie Cameron. Charlie Kerno. Yeah. Screams it. Absolutely screams it. He has not put together 
enough football that I can say he is a superstar. Right. He doesn't even average two goals a season. Yes, at the end of the year, I have no doubt he's going to be on my list. I, no I'm, happy with, I'm happy with the argument you're getting. As he gets injured, end of the year, he's going to be there. It's the he's, only... more than likely going to have, he's more than likely going to have a Coleman and he's going to have a final series that he could go deep in and he's going to merge out <laughs> as the best forward on leave. No, I'm happy with that. That That's a fair assessment in the sense that I can argue and uh, that's the only argument I can probably accept on why he shouldn't be in club superstar is he hasn't got the body of work behind him. I can accept that and I can respect that's that. That's what I need from a superstar is someone that's put together enough work in the past and not just going off. No, that, that's fair. And, and that's why I'm happy to accept that. And I'm happy to say come the end of the season, I'm going to be pushing most likely for the change for him in for Bont out. But continue. Uh, Charlie, uh, Took Miller. Yep. So again, he's a very, very solid player, goes about it, does his job, doesn't get the recognition, and he's a star. He's not a superstar. He doesn't have the aroma around him. That's yeah, great. that's fair. He doesn't doesn't draw the crowd like others do. Yep. My then question, out of this club star that you've listed, are these in order or are they just players who are missing out? Um, I've just done the first couple that came to mind that I started going off team more and they just got really messy. That's right. I was just curious because so far we've covered the same 12 players. We've just got a different top 10. So I want to see who else in your club star, who else is pushing? Because I've got my four names that I had as emergency. Let's see if they get mentioned. Um, These last next two have been superstars of the league in the past, but yeah, they're not top 10 players and superstars at the moment. Even though they might have they definitely have top 10 following base. They're top 10 most well-known. They're not superstars because that list is very, very hard to break in at the moment. So you, almost what you're is, saying here is the opposite of Charlie Kuna. They've got the body of work behind them. They were at one point, but they're no longer. Yeah. But right. it's easy as them coming out. So Buddy Franklin, he yep. comes out and he, he kicks 20 or 30 goals in a very short in the next five rounds. Yep. Or not. If he can 30 in the next five rounds or he does something ridiculous like that, he jumps yep. straight back in there. But I think we both can agree that he's past his best and he can't produce that anymore. He, I don't like him, but that's the fact. Yep, Dangerfield, it's the danger. He's been a superstar of the league. No argument about it. Um, he just hasn't, hasn't been doing enough this year to warrant him as a top 10 superstar. Yep. But it's also as easy as saying... If he starts rolling towards the end of the year, because he's usually started at the start of the year, he's played really well. Yeah. If he gets towards the end of the year and starts hitting the form around 19, 20, and then takes through finals and they win the grand final, he jumps straight back oh, in the superstars. I think we, we're both in agreement here where regular season resume matters, but finals resume matters more. So if one of yeah. if someone on the outer here can come and have a massive postseason, massive final series. There's no, yeah. the argument can easily be made. Even if Danger comes out and has, what's he going to, he's going to come back and he's going to have another eight, nine games before finals. If he gets four or five bests on, he's really knocking at that door for superstar, yeah. probably nearly cracks into it. It's just, he's had the body of work. He's had like eight All-Australians. He's nearly up there. Most of Brownlow votes nearly. He's done all the work. All he needs to do is keep playing good footy. And if he starts doing that again, he goes up. No, that's fair. Okay. Next two, uh, Backman. Yep. And that's Weathering and Stewart. Both on the list. Next, they're the best two Backman in the league. But they're great players. They're absolute stars. But they don't have the superstar aroma around them. Backman don't. Even though, even though they're... Probably they're well. Probably they're definitely two of the top ten players in the league. I don't. Two, you can definitely argue they're two of the most valuable players in the league to their teams. Yep. Uh, we'll move on from that. Yep. One that I feel just hasn't done enough this year and starting to slow down, like Dangerfield. But I've no doubt that he can keep performing. Just needs is Toby Green. Yeah, that's fair. I would have had him in there at the start of the year, but the suspension's really hurt his stock, hasn't it? Yep. So it's just. Um, start of the year, Toby's in there easily. Yep. And that's probably the if thing. I'm... That's probably the thing we show most about club superstar is that although there's 10 people in club superstar, it's probably only a hard and firm lock top five or six. Places yep. seven to 10 are 
liquid in a way. Continue. Yeah. But uh, Sam Walsh, love him. He's my favorite player outside Geelong by an absolute country mile and a half. Love him. He's a Geelong boy. Bring him back home, I reckon. But he's going to be a superstar. But look, to be honest, if Cripps wasn't playing well this year, if Cripps went down with an injury early and Walsh doesn't get injured, he's right at that door at the moment. There's talk that Callum could have five all Australians this year. Put it out there. It wouldn't surprise me, but it's nothing compared to Geelong's eight or nine in, I think they had multiple years without over like seven. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. Um, okay, I'm we'll move on um, another one that probably was nearly on there at the start and was in the last couple of years is Brody Grundy. Yeah, but I, I'd say um, there's players when you don't play, you don't knock them. Like, Fife hasn't played, so you don't knock him. You can't take him out. But when you see what Brody and like, this is going to sound harsh because for Fife it's kind of the same. Like, Freo flourished. But, yeah, it, for a $7 million player, Collingwood have not missed him yeah. at all. Well... There's a lot. There was a lot of squealing, like, why the hell are you paying a ruckman that much money over that long a term? And it's just shown that's why you don't do it. Yeah. Well, you could almost make the argument you don't pay anyone that much over that long of a term. Exactly, and especially a ruckman. Um, next is an upcoming superstar of the league. Just needs to fix some disposal efficiency. Is Andy Bayshaw? Yep, on my list of on the other. Yep, love it. Um, one that hasn't been great this year, but was very good last year, Ollie Wines. Yep. He's a star, but he's probably not really at that superstars no, tier. But he he's does a star. Have, I'll take that. He does have the capability to be a superstar. Um, yep. One I hate having here, but he's shown us in all this year that he does have the ability to be a superstar. That's um, Tom Lynch. Yep. Yep. Yeah, um, you're going to hate draw a crowd, gonna, put on a show. You're going to hate the next one, Jack Steele. Mate, you screen. I'm happy with him. You put him on a star level because for St. Kilda, he's a star. But it's the exact thing you're saying about he doesn't have that aura about him. There's there's nothing exciting oh, about it. I'm not like, oh, gee, I'm keen to go watch Jack Steele play this week. Gee, what were Jack Steele's stats? Let's check them. For me, it's last year, for last, me. Year, last year, he was that player for a lot of people. Nah, a lot of people don't know what they're talking about. Okay, next. I've, I've got one person on my list who I want you to hit. Isaac Heaney? No. I would have had Callum Mills before I had Isaac Heaney. Well, Callum Mills is the next one after that. Ooh, yep, fair, but that, neither of them are my player, but continue talking about both of them. Have your moment. Um, Heaney's obviously squeals superstar. In every word he squeals it, he just hasn't put he's been too injury prone and doesn't have the consistency his yep. bums on the seat man. move on um callum mills obviously playing great football is thank you for the brown doesn't have this doesn't have the superstar aroma though nah hard work up okay. yeah um one that kills me to say because i don't reckon he is a superstar but he has the aroma around him is bailey smith he has that exactly here's the one i had on my list I personally don't think he's a superstar. I'm happy with him being in the star tier. He has the following. It's as simple as that. Yeah. But when you're going around headbutt and blokes, you can't mean club superstar. Exactly right. Okay. Um, I think that's all I've got for club star. Mate, I'm happy with club superstar. I'm happy with club star. I'm I'm, I'm excited to make the argument come the end of the year. For Charlie, if if it even is applicable at the end of the year, I believe he's a superstar today, but that's okay. I understand you've given me a fair logical argument there that he hasn't just put enough on the park. You've looked at his career stats. I can respect that. For me, the bomb will be out by the end of the year. I think he's already out. I don't think he's playing at that level that deserves to be that recognition. The other one for me, Took versus Jeremy Cameron. Since I made the list three weeks ago, these are probably, for me, that would be pick number 10 in the top 10. He'd be the last person in first person out kind of mentality over the last month, Jeremy Cameron has played a lot better football than he did in the first five or six, seven weeks of the year where I thought Tom Hawkins was clearly the more dominant forward for Geelong. So I'm not completely offended by that either. You've done well. And, um, You've given me good. He's also been playing some pretty good football as well. He had a very good game on the weekend in his 150th, I believe. 
Um, also, fun fact for you, just throw it out there. I can I can name three off the top of my head. How many blokes have kicked six goals in a game this year and had 20 touches in the same game? Charlie Kerner. Yep. Jeremy Cameron. Yep. Tom Lynch. Yep. How many was there? That's all I've got. Yeah. And my, um, yeah, I think I... And my argument with that is there's only three blokes that have done it and you've listed them in either star or superstar category because that's what we come to watch. Yeah. And um, on that, Jeremy Cameron get midfield minutes. Yeah. You're like saying, lining up, lining up in the center square. I don't mind it. Put him in there, it. change it up, up a little bit. Wouldn't try it against the Blues. You know, he'll get laid out. But, you know, doing him against these yeah, no, he's, His legs are a bit skinny for that. <laughs> we, do, we do, we do love some darty. We do love some darty. Um, on that, did you did you hear that? Um, what's his name? Jeremy Cameron accidentally walked away with Isaac Smith's keys on the weekend. I did. I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> High quality thing oh, that's down there at Geelong. Just such a Jezza thing to do. But no, yeah, he's, he's a ripper. Also, seems like a lovely bike farm boy. Love it. Oh. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on from that. Love okay, it. let's let's talk super coach. Let's go. And let's talk about his back. He is back. Even with a bad captaincy, I should have put it on Gorney, put it on Clary, lost myself another 60 points. Um, still top four percent for the week. That puts me back into the top five percent overall. Yeah, I was terrible. Huge. So we're not gonna mention me at all. You just do you this week. Um, very painful week this coming week for lots of the Guys, anyone out there, just get as close as you can. Don't stress about too much. Sam Hayes, I was going to trade him last week. I'm like, nah, I'll keep him so I can play him this week. He's as not really angry about that. Um, Rioli's out as well. So I'm probably going to be fielding more like, um, yeah, 16, 17 at this stage now. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at uh, fielding about 13 and I'm uh, simply just mailing it in this week and not even bothering. I've set me captains. I've so set that sort of stuff, and I'm not making a change. I'll just come back next week afresh. Yeah, I'm bringing in Sinclair and Bear this week. I got to save some trades, so this is the perfect week just to mail it in. So I got still at four and left, so I got enough to go all primos here. The sec, um, just bringing people for the first buys. First buys, obviously, this week. Yep. So your Carlton's, your. Um, who else had the buy? Anyone but at the buy? Just St Kilda. So, St Kilda. Can't think of any other decent teams that had a buy that would have yeah. players worth bringing in. Yeah. Doherty, Walsh, Sinclair kind of players. Um, I think that's all from Supercoach at the moment, actually. It's yeah, it's pretty um, wide around by so that's understandable. Yeah, as much as you love them, they've done so good for you. Move on McCartan to Coning this week. And DK, not no, this Tom the Coding TDK. It's just DK. It just Mate, it's it TDK. It's just yeah, but it's Santa Coning's just DK now. He's just put himself that much further in front of his brother who doesn't even need a first initial. Right. Um, Day, so on, on that then, I kept him till the buys. Dacos has gone 113. Welcome back. So, are you, so a couple of little quick things then. There are one. Are you frustrated that the one week Sam Coning or DK makes it look like he should be the rising star that both John Newcomb and Dacos have better weeks than him. Um, Newcomb wasn't in the um, team of the week, I don't think. Dacos was. Always he might have been in team of the week, but he was Hawthorne's midfield and he got him back in that game. He was huge. Yep. Sam DeConing was their team of the week but fullback. He was That's brilliant right. again. And then pretty easy, mate, team of yep. the week at fullback when Jacob Wiedering yeah. isn't playing and neither Stephen May. Second thing, have you heard the rumour, the buzz around Geelong? I'm assuming you're a Geelong boy, you might have heard this, that Geelong actually don't see him as a backman long-term and don't want him playing there. Um, I've listened to interviews and they're like Scott saying, it's very tempting to move him somewhere else, but if he keeps this form up, he won't be moving anywhere from back. And it's obviously very tempting to move him somewhere else. When he's 204 centimetres, runs like that, has arm span like that. It's obviously tempting to move him somewhere else. We preach him to keep him down back. 
Oh, I'm happy to keep him down back. I'm just simply saying that it's a lot easier. And if I'm him, it's a lot easier for him to learn the game behind the ball than it is in the guts or in front of it. Even if it was a switch to making 50 games time, give him 50 games. You look at his brother, who's just as talented and is finding it a lot harder to find his feet ahead of the ball or in the ruck, pinch hitting, swapping and changing. You've got someone there who can play a role and he's fantastic at it. Leave him there. Don't move him. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, just a wait and see at the moment. Yeah. Um, yep. So, just I think we're just talking. Oh, what are the odds? That's another thing. I messaged you before the game and said, um, Conan keeps Norton quiet tonight. His odds were like 17 before the game. They're going to come crashing down. They'll probably be within five. And I think he's at five at the moment. He's at 550. So, 550. So, great call from me to Poor say favorite. that. Yep. I so did make the call that you should put 10 bucks on it and then just cash it out afterwards. And we'll say it's 10 bucks for safety purposes. But you should have got around it. You should have put your money where yep. you got and backed yourself in. I should have put that at $67. You were half on it a month ago at 67 The cash out value now would be hundreds. Yeah. But that's all right. You made a good call. Yeah. Around yeah. the odds, though, we've got... Charlie's still sitting firm at the leader of the Coleman. Um, yes, two, 275, isn't he, or 250? 250. That's pretty firm odds for a Coleman. But you look at, you've got Jeremy Cameron hovering, he says at $3, Max King, 550, and T Hawk at 650. And that rounds it out. No one outside of that's going to make a run at it from here. Also, I'm not putting any money. I would never put a single dollar on the Coleman this year. Charlie Kerno. Couldn't touch it, especially not that odds. Way too injury nah. prone. Jeremy if you got it back injury history, wouldn't be touching either. If you got it back around two or three at seventeen dollars, you'd be feeling pretty good about now, though. Yeah, did you put money on it? Can't confirm or deny those rumors. Feeling pretty good about myself. I see you did. Yeah, feeling pretty good. Pretty happy with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, too um, nicely. Can you tell us on or will it be off air how much you actually put on that? Tell you off air. Happily tell you off air. Yeah. Yep. Okay. We'll move on from that. And you've got a lot to talk about this week from what you've told me. So, yep. Let's do so, it. Mid-season, bit of a fun one. Just have a quick look at the top 10 teams at one player who is actually half-gettable in a sense at who they'd trade for if a mid-season trade period existed. I haven't gone into detail about what they would trade, if you're willing to argue it and put it for me now, I can happily make up a package. But a couple yep. of players' names reoccur a couple of times. I'm obviously assuming that, you know, you're not just going to go up and trade your best player for no reason. Bit of common sense. Yep. Start from the top, yep. Melbourne. If I was Melbourne, I would trade for Sam Taylor. I would go future draft picks, young players, whatever they want. Give me another rock down back because I can't trust the one I've got. On-field, off-field. Yep. Can't trust what he's done in the last week. Can't trust him not to get suspended when he's on the field. Just need that extra stability. Throw in, if they want to throw in a trade piece, throw in um, Sam Wiedemann. Let him go. They Giants so, will use him. And so you're, Giants saying aren't you, you're saying you wouldn't trade for a gun key forward? No. Nah. Who, who's out there that's going to suit them that can come in that's better than the three-man rotation they've already got? Their key forward, they've got three big keys. Their main forward and their main focus is Bailey Fritch and Zajet. That's not their issue. Their issue has been exposed the last two weeks without a key defender down there. Yep. Next two teams, okay. Brisbane and... Sorry, you go. Yep. I was about to say. All right, cool. Next two teams, same player. This player's name comes up a couple of times. Both Brisbane and Freya, I'd trade for the same person. I'd trade for Josh Kennedy from West Coast. Yeah, but I'm guessing he's the same person that you're bringing for Collingwood as well. He's the exact same person I'm bringing for Collingwood. Sweet, so we can tick them off the list. All three could use him right now. He's not going to yep. stay fit and healthy forever. He's near the end of his career. You can use him five games regular season and then finals time. He might play a total of eight games for you. Give up a future first-round pick, whatever you need to give up to make it in Hutton. You're probably not going to have to give up that much because they're not going to want much in return. They're looking to move on in the draft. They need a rebuild. Chuck a couple of picks their way, even if it's... A Future second rounder. Get that done. Just give second. Yeah, get that done. 
Brisbane, it adds depth until you can trust that Danaher is supposed to be back this week, potentially. We're recording this before teams are out. You've potentially got him back. You've got Eric Hipwood, hopefully, find him for him. Mick stays back. They're starting to get their three-headed monster going, but it's always good to have that insurance policy. Fremantle, same thing. Rory Lobs look fantastic. Tabernard's looked good over the last couple. He's missed on the weekend, obviously. But to have that sure fire goal kicker, Collingwood, they've been crying out for a key forward since Fair was dominating the league 10 years ago. They just need one. Moving on. The Cats. This is where I struggled. Now I've come up with a perfect player for him. Josh Kelly from the Giants. Yes, I was actually going to say a gun um, midfielder is what we need. That's it. Just to help out. You're not, I'm not going on the train that Geelong are old or anything like that, but there is some players in there that are aging. Would be nice to have some young blood coming through. Don't know what I'd have to give up to get him, but it looks like they might be squeezed at the end of the year to lose one of him or Tim Taranto. Take your pick. Yeah. I'd take Kelly over Taranto. St. Kilda. Now, this was an even more challenging one. And this boy doesn't scream superstar, doesn't claim star. I'd be going over to Port Adelaide and saying, what do you want for Sam Power Pepper? Give me inside grunt. They've got the finesse. They've got the run on the outside. Give me inside grunt to replace Steel for the season. Um, what's his face? Zach Jones. Don't rate him. He's had issues, personal, professional, physical, all of the above. Don't trust him to give you what you need. He's not going to fill that hole. And if he does, that's fantastic. But a mid-season trade, you go out and just bring... What a mid-season trade does is allow these top teams to booster and bring in just a little more stock, you know? You don't have to play this person every week. They don't have to be there. But they could win you one or two games, and that could be the difference come long term. Sid, this is one I need you to help me out on. Sydney, couldn't find anyone who I wanted. But I wrote down yeah. one thing. They just need speed. They are slow. They need speed. Couldn't find a player that I felt fitted their need. Nick Hind. That was my thoughts, but I don't think Essendon bid would be willing to part with him without Sydney paying overs. And you wouldn't have to pay overs because they're not that desperate for him. Yeah, but I'd also nearly be looking for a... Oh, actually, they got Logan McDonald down there. Logan McDonald just um, came in. Sam Reid played the yeah. game of his life on the weekend. The absolute game of his life. Had yeah. a field day. Then you got Buddy who didn't even play. He comes back in. Three-headed monster. They don't need that. Down back, McCartan, they're fine. Rampy. St. Kilda are pretty around a team. Hmm. They're a pretty the nice team on paper. Need, the one thing they need is Jordan Dawson back. Yeah. Yep. Speed. So, yeah, I'd, I'd go in kind. Yeah, I don't mind that. That's a good call. Now, Carlton, we're next up. We're working down the ladder. We're currently sitting seventh. Buyers affected, obviously, loss will be a bit higher. Get around us. I've gone, we need Bruce. Logical and gettable. Seemingly on the outer. Would fill a role until Pittnet is back. Would allow TDK to play as a second ruck option and actually build his football rather than throwing in the deep end as single spin. Yeah. Our backman, I thought about going for Sam Taylor, but I'm very happy to see big announcement Tuesday night. Caleb Marchbank is back. We're ready to roll. That is massive. That. Over a thousand days out. Last play when he was 22. Like that is massive to come back at 25. Hopefully can have the same impact that Charlie has and just boom, gone, take off. Collingwood touched on the last two teams we have left are the Dogs and Richmond. They both need the same role. They both need Sam Taylor. Yeah, um, we're actually talking about making a bad trades list. Robbie Tarrant's got to be up there. He's done nothing this year. I don't know if it's a bad trade, though. I He's been dreadful. Oh, no, but dreadful implies that someone lost. Effective, wherever he was going to play, he, like, he could either be dreadful for Richmond or he could be mediocre for North Melbourne. It, does, it doesn't matter. I'm talking about bad trades. In your opinion, what's the worst trade of all time? Well, in recent years. Pardon? In recent years, anyway. Oh, it's pretty hard for me to say. You know, like, there's a few that spring to mind. Personally, the one that I never liked would be um, Josh Kennedy for Chris Judd. That one hurt. 
and continued yeah. to hurt. I know he won at Brownlow, but he never took us anywhere. Josh Kennedy's still playing to this day. And for the seven years in the teens, we screamed out we needed to forward and we gave one away. Yeah. Um, I'm Who? talking a bit more recently. Tim Kelly. Oh. He's gone over there and he's there's gone to an aging list. It's he it was a already stack midfield that was starting to go on an age. Sorry, can I just inter- can I interject what? one point of view before you continue on it? Tim who? Because he hasn't been cited exactly. since. He his first two years at Geelong. He was a um, Australian that second year at Geelong. He was brilliant. There's an but, argument for yeah. a player who should have been on that. That could have been on that um, list we'll talk about throughout the week of the old top five mature age recruits. Yeah, I was very surprised that he didn't nearly get a mention. Probably because he went to because if he was at Geelong, he probably is on the list. Oh, can, can I put another one out there that's just a poor, I'm not sure if it was a trade or a free agency, but just a poor decision? And it's funny when you watch it happen because you see them happening and you don't watch players learn, they do it again, and then other players do it. Jaden Stevenson going to North Melbourne. Yeah, shocking. What a way to throw away a career. He's running around in the twos. He had 27 touches and the twos coach slammed him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just back to Tim Kelly. Yeah. Um, every, every single piece from that was given for Jeremy Cameron. Yeah. And also on that, I'm pretty sure it was something like somehow Stephen Motlop ended up giving us Gary Ablett Jr. for a couple of years, gave us Tim Kelly for a couple of years, gave us Jeremy Cameron now. And he gave us one more very solid player. So that's what the power of good drafting, good trading can do for a team. Yeah, well and truly. We, even with our Bryce Gibbs trade, we managed to turn, I think it was pick 19, into a future first-round pick and a second-round pick. And the future pick became like, we ended up giving up, say, pick 15, I think it was, and we got back pick 19 and a second-rounder. Big win. Yeah. No, yeah. I love trading. I love um, the idea of it. Also, yep. when's Brody Kemp going to When's Brody Kemp going to come back? Uh, I reckon he'll play this week. I reckon we'll play threes this week. I reckon he'll come in. Hopefully. I'd like he to see that. Shot. He needs an absolute gun footballer. He is. He needs a clean run at it to get some confidence going and actually build on it, but definitely rate him highly. We'd like to see him out there. I yeah. think he's struggling at the moment because he doesn't fit quite into the one or two key back role, but he doesn't fit into a medium build either. In all honesty, yeah, he should be playing locking power well, you- any day of the week. He's a utility player. He can play anywhere on the ground. And that was proven in his big country where he got 30 possessions in the midfield, kicked a goal winner as well as four other goals in that game and then played back. He can yeah, play you can say he's a utility, but you look at Carlton's midfielder and it runs deep. Like Paddy has dominated in the VFL this year and can barely get a game. But I wasn't really going at midfield. I was more going at forward. Yeah, he, but, where? Who's he, who's he yeah. replace? Like you've got Jack yeah. Martin's going to come back in this week and Jesse Motlop's probably going to miss out and that's pretty rough on Jesse Motlop. Yeah. Very much like Mike Blitzard's kind of player. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. she got... What else have I got? All right, I want to discuss Matty Lloyd's top 20 players of the first half of the year. Just quickly and get your thoughts on it. That's probably the one big thing I've brought for today that I wanted to chat about. I so, don't think I saw Hawk. Hawkins on the list. I don't think I saw Stewart on the list. Stewart has had two of the most outstanding games to back him of all time, and he's clearly been one of the, if not the best back in the league. So right. I don't know where he... So this is his top 20. I've had a quick read of it. Didn't, didn't want to give too much away by getting into it. I want to save my reaction as we're going live. Number 20, Sam Walsh. Couldn't agree more. He's had a great year. He's played 10 games. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of players also that it's like, hmm. Yeah, continue. Number 19, Jade Gresham. Yeah, Number, interesting. I'll give you the block. We'll go with blocks of five and we can discuss. Yeah. Um, took Miller and 18. 17, we have Sicily. And 16, we have Tom Lynch. It's hard because I've already seen this list. Um, have you seen it? That's yeah, good. I've actually, yeah. Helps you appreciate As- it. Again, Sicily's been brilliant. Stewart's probably just a little bit better. Stewart isn't on that list. Yep. Hawkins has been a little bit. bit and they, they could be. Him. They could be higher. We don't know yet. We're not giving anything away. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Continue. 
So at 15, you've got Hugh McCluggage. At 14, you've got Stephen enjoys a frothy May. At 13, you've got Jay Cameron. At 12, you've got Shy Bolton. And at 11, you've got Jack Crisp. Give notice that this was done prior to last week's game. Obviously, Jeremy Cameron had a very nice game on the weekend. Crisp a bit too high and Bolton a bit too high. I don't think they are. I think that's fair. I think 11th and 12th is fair for a team, for the best player on their respective teams when they're both. Yet again, have both of, yet again, have both of them been better players than Stewart this year? I didn't say they have. I'm just simply saying 11th and 12th sounds right for the best player on the 9th and 10th place or 8th and 9th place teams in the lower. Yeah. So so far, and we've yeah. only got one blue. Bit light off. Uh, yeah. Now, where is the photo with this one? All right. So number 10, we've got Mills. Number nine, we've got Gorn. Number eight, we've got Charlie at eight. Bit low. Uh, Brayshaw at seven and Bailey Smith at six. Smith too high, Brayshaw too high. Smith too high. Brayshaw too high at seven. Could be top three in the Brownlow at this point in the year. Big call. And can't then, kick a ball on the top of his foot always comes to the side. Yeah. Clang a king, mate. Clang a king. Mate, you love a clang a king. All right. So then just throw it out there, the top five then. Petrarca, Wietering, Oliver, sorry, Neil, Oliver, Cripps. Neil at one, Oliver at two, Cripps. Cripps at one, mate. Cripps has been the best footballer this year by mile. Take out, this was done prior to last week. Yeah, but also he's played half the first 12 games well. The other half, he hasn't done too much. I reckon you'll come find Brownlow time. He'll be top two at this point in the year. The one for me that shocks me is having Oliver ahead of Neil. Oliver's been brilliant this year. He's averaged 33.1, I think. That's fine. He can average 33.1. Neil should be one, though. Neil should be ahead of Oliver. He shouldn't be at one. But and you can argue possessions all you want, but I think possessions prove pointless, like what you're saying with Andy Brayshaw. Oliver is actually using his foot really well this year. Yeah, he's looking really good. I wasn't saying he wasn't. My point I wanted to make was possessions don't matter, it's effective disposals that matter, and distance gained, targets hit inside 50s, those sort of things matter. Because when you look at it this year, Parrish is averaging 36 touches, but he's effectively useless. He's not having any impact yeah. on the actual game itself. And then there was one other photo I had, just one other thing I wanted to mention. Where was it? Maybe I didn't Stuart, take it. where is he? Stuart, where is he? Yeah, no, you've made, you've made your point there. I think I'm definitely on your side in that one. Where where do you place in top 20? Stuart? Yeah. Let me find who I had. All right. So going by this, where was my picture of it? The pitches are all around the wrong way, which makes it hard for me. If Mills is at 10, I'd have him at nine. Effectively 10. I'd take him out of Mills' spot. I'd say Gorn's been better. Charlie Kiernau's been better. Brayshaw's been better. Bailey Smith, I can't. I'd say it's probably been worse, but there's other people I'd bring in ahead of him. Petrarca, Weedering, Neil, all of the Crips, I can't argue. I'd, I'd have him at ninth or 10th for the year so far. But it's um, very... Would you, have your, would you have Hawkins in your 20? Yeah, obviously. I think he's one of the best players in the league. I think he's in club superstar. Yeah. You know what's funny yeah. though is the bond is not going to single mention and not a single argument from you that he should be in there either. He needs to lift. Dogs are in a precarious yeah. he place. Needs, he, needs, he needs to lift, but he's still yeah. in superstar. I'm not arguing he's not a superstar. We've had that argument. I'm simply saying for the dog season, they need him to lift. He needs yeah. to come out and give us 30 and three, give us 25 and two. Okay, not cool. just one game. He yeah. needs it. He needs to give me. I'll get off his back. If over the next month he can average 25 touches and give me five goals in the next four games. Yeah. I'm asking for 1.25 goals a game and 25 touches. Come on, Bond. You can do it. Yeah. You've got just on the Melbourne situation that it's a bit disappointing for what they're doing in the same week. um, Michael Frederick over in Frio to be out drinking and breaking their protocols as well. You're giving great opportunities in life when you're an AFL footballer, you're getting a lot of money and doing something that a lot of people would only dream of. It's not that hard to step back and think. 
six day break, yeah. six day turnaround. You don't need to have a drink. Is it that yeah. is it that bad that you need one? Like, can't understand that for me. Yep. Um, also, thoughts on mid season holidays players take in their buy round. They take three or four day holidays. Couldn't that problem? Not a problem at all. Take as much time as you. If you're injured, take the take the fortnight. Don't yeah. don't mind at all. Um, helps you break it up. I want you to keep you fresh. Um, I think that's one thing I know going on a lot. That's one thing I like to think Carlton have done well this year. Actually, there is something I want to mention too. Um, that is something I think Carlton done well this year. Although it hasn't been planned, Hewitt's missed a couple, Chera's missed a couple, Cripps, Walsh, they've all missed a couple of games, which allows you mentally to switch off, but also physically just have that body right come the end of the year. We've seen what Cripps does off a bike. Start of the year, when he missed a couple, came back. I expect to see the same thing on Friday night. It's, he's, he's missed a week now. He'll come back. He'll be fresh. 30 and two. Yeah. I, I don't mind it. What do you think about it? Do you reckon players should be allowed to take off? Yeah, I was just, I, I like it. I was just saw a couple of Geelong stories, boys' stories up. So Jesuit and Hobart and I think Sal Danger and Busey were up on the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, nice. You didn't tell me you were hanging out with Jesuit when you were in Hobart. Would I would have laid off him a bit? No, nah, I didn't go up down to Hobart. I was up in Lonnie. Ah, stiff. Now, the yeah. other thing I want to mention, and this comes back to exactly what I was trying to make the point a second ago of, you are privileged to play in this league. You have the potential to earn a great sum of money over five, six, could be 15, could be two. On average, it's about three and a half years your players are in the system. You have the great potential to earn a lot of money and set yourself for life. There's things you don't do. And for me, Juan Francis is going about everything the completely wrong way. Did you see how he liked that Instagram post? What I don't understand what he... I understand he has the talent. Don't get me wrong. He's talented. But I don't get what he believes that he has accomplished that makes him able to do these things and just get away with it. Why is he seen as so great? Do you understand what I'm saying? He's not Dustin Martin who's gone out and won flags for teams. And if Dusty did that, you'd go, oh, it's Dusty, you know. He, he's earned his juice. He can go to Sydney if he wants to go there. You've been in the league for half a minute. You've barely won a game. You haven't impacted a game. You're not being talked about in the discussion for Rising Star. You're being talked about of whether or not North Melbourne should have challenged the pick and taken Dacos. Like, you're not performing. You've travelled over to Adelaide without telling the club. You've missed a game due to soreness from sitting on four flights in as many days. When you flew, So they, not sure if you know, they flew back from Perth after playing over there. Got back in. He flew straight over. They had an eight or nine day gap there. And he flew straight yeah. over to Adelaide to see his family, flew back again, then was too sore, supposedly from the football, not from sitting on a plane for that many hours to play the week. So he missed a week. And now he's liking posts with rumored trades. You just can't be doing it. I know we see it in the NBA, NFL, those sort of things. Those players have accomplished things. They're on millions and millions of dollars. You're a kid on your rookie deal who's played a handful of games in the league. Pull your head in. Yeah. Thoughts? Also, Adelaide and Port, I was actually thinking about this on the plane trip over today. Both of them would, could really do with Horn Francis for their future. They could, but if I'm one of those two clubs, do you look at him and go, we're about to give away out what we've got. We've got, you know, say we're giving a Ray Connor Rosie or Dersmore or which or Zach Butters, whichever one it was, was in the trade. I think it was Zach Butters and future yeah. first round picks. We are investing not only a player that we've put time into picks and money into you. Do you have the maturity to actually make it work? Yeah. Because you can have all the talent in the world. We've seen it time and time again, all the really talented players, you're not going to get anywhere unless you've got that work ethic to actually work for it. That's also another top five we could do. Wasted talent for different reasons. Oh. One that springs to mind for me was Daniel Menzel for Geelong. Yep. Just the footage of him. I think it was, was it Swanee or Maxwell. He had the one-on-one on the wing and just yeah. embarrassed him. Yep. All the talent in the world. Another one with all the talent in the world who played 200 games but never looked like he lived up to his potential was early, uh, late ooze, early teens, was uh, Jared Brennan. Played for Brisbane on the Gold Coast. Just oozed silk, but never lived up to it. But that's the thing. You're an in and under player. You don't have that silk. Your game isn't going to be, you aren't going to be able to go out there like other players are 
have one game where you kick four and look silky as, and people are going to be like, okay, this is the man throwing the money. You're a contested player. You need to get in that cold face and start winning the ball. And Melbourne are getting smacked in there. Sorry, North Melbourne. So yeah. what are your thoughts on him? Would you, If you are one of those two clubs and you see this, are you excited? Are you a bit hesitant? What are you willing to offer? Yeah, I wouldn't offer too much, but I don't, I don't know. It's a real sticky situation. I'm, yeah, it's one hard one to comment on because it really depends. End of the year. Yeah, have a look. You re, re-look, see what else is in the market. Yeah, fair. For me, just personal opinion, the AFL rookie deals should be two years longer than they are. And How, how long are they? They're two, aren't they? Yeah, they should be four. You should be locked into your investment. And if a player wants out, it's up to me to trade him. But you shouldn't have a player who's effectively trying to force his way out in his first year. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. You got anything? No, nothing for me. All right. Let's go Queensland and go finish the game off, hey? Yep. Okay. State, State of Origins on tonight. A couple minutes left. Both of us want to go watch it. Catch you later, guys. Peace. Oh, what are we excited, are we excited for? Oh, mate, State of Origins. <laughs> nah, State of Origins. Here you go. Can't get past Friday night. Carlton Essen should be a massive game. I'm not excited. I hate these buyers. Said it last week. Scrap them. Catch you guys. Bye.